My mother made me promise. She said, you have knowledge and experience that people need to know. You need to help people who've been through the crap we have. I help people who have gone through cancer or are going through cancer. I help them recover. I help them find their new normal, their optimized health. One of the disconnects when you finish cancer, you're told you're well, but you're not well. You're just cancer-free. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an incredible guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is a dear personal friend of mine. He is a friend. He's also been a member of our elite mastermind, E-Circle Academy, and created an incredible level of thought leadership and success for himself. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Riaz Aziz. Welcome to the show, Riaz. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to have you here, my man. Pleasure to have you here. You know, on this show, we are champions for freedom, champions for free expression, yep. and champions for free enterprise. And I know that you share those values and they're near and dear to your heart. And in fact, you've paid a price for your adherence to those values. That's right. And the people who listen to this show, they all believe in those things. They all want those things to stay strong, not just for themselves, but for future generations. And they listen to this show because they want to be inspired by you. They listen to the show because they want to learn from you. And they listen to the show because they want to grow their own business. They want to grow their own success. And they want to believe that freedom-minded people standing together can help all of us win. So they got to open themselves up to you. But before they can do that, they need to get to know you. They need to understand how you became the one, the only, the great Riaz Aziz. So tell us your backstory. Um, all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with... Um... Uh, how I how I came to Canada. Um, my father was a diplomat, so we moved here from Trinidad. I'm originally Trinidadian. We moved here from Trinidad and Tobago um, as a kid, uh, having a parents in the diplomatic corps. We kind of moved and lived all over the world a little bit. So um, moving to a new country wasn't a big deal. However, I came here when I was about 17, um, and um, we stayed, my older sister and I were university age. We stayed, we, so we landed and we became uh, Canadian citizens. Um, I went to university at McMaster, had a, got a business and cultural anthropology degree, right? Um, ended up in the business world. I was a IA at Scotiabank Cloud for many years, for eight years, and then left that industry. Um, left that industry in 2004 and became a professional in the health and fitness industry. Um, it, was a, it was a personal choice I had done. That's actually around the time when you and I met, met each other, Nikki, right? Uh, we were That's doing right. some personal, personal and professional development courses. Um, and um, it was through that that I realized uh, that I, I, I defaulted into the, into the finance industry because I had a business degree. It wasn't really what I was passionate about. It wasn't really what my f expertise lay in. It was in health and fitness. And that's what had me transition into that, um, that industry, So, which I'm still in. Now, unfortunately, working with some top-level people, around 2006, I got diagnosed with cancer. Um, I was newly married, had a, my first baby on the way, um, it was really a, a really strange time. Nobody in my family had cancer at that point, so nobody knew what to do. 
or how to treat it or how to deal with it. So I did what I was supposed to do. I went to PMH, um, did everything that they asked me to do. And um, at the end, I was in remission, survived the cancer treat cancer and the treatment. However, my body was ravaged. And back in 2007, 2006, that's when social media first started, right? Um, there was there was really no information on about how to recover from cancer, from cancer treatment, right? There was barely anything on the internet. There was barely any research done on anything other than traditional medical um, treatments. So I kind of had to figure it out as I went. And uh, I, I would say that it took me a full because I had stage three lymphoma. Um, so they use extremely aggressive chemotherapy with me. Um, I was, I, I was alive, but I was barely alive at the end. Um, so getting back into health and being a, being a health and fitness professional, you know, I was trying to get back or I should say, get back. There's no going back. You have to find your new, your new normal, right? So over the years, um, in learning how to recover for myself, what was needed, I ended up working with over 350 other cancer patients and survivors. And, um, I became a rehab specialist. I, I went from being, a, I have a martial arts background. So I was a, a trainer of fighters. I have a martial arts and boxing background. So when I started in the industry, I was a trainer of fighters and that evolved into a rehab specialist. And now a cancer recovery coach, which is what I do. I help people who have gone through cancer or are going through cancer. I help them navigate and help them make decisions. And the people that have gone through and are in remission, I help them recover. I help them find their new normal, their optimized health and life. That's what I do now. That's incredible, man. So Riaz, when you were in the, in the middle of recovery, because mm -hmm. right, chemo, I mean, I've never gone through that and I hope to God I never do, but uh, through you and other friends who have, I understand that chemo is brutal on the body chemo's brutal on 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 your health on your immune system yeah so how are you able to find the strength to say i'm gonna i'm gonna not only beat this i'm, I'm gonna not only recover i'm gonna not only get to a place that's really good for me but i'm gonna also hey help other people going through this because that takes a a special kind of courage brother and a special kind of strength. So I'd really like you to unpack that for us. Well, initially it was it I'm perfectly honest, it was all about me. I needed to I needed to recover. I needed to um find that strong, healthy, fit, lovable man that everybody knew before I got cancer. Um because he didn't exist after I was finished treatment. He was a wreck. Chemo, you're right about chemotherapy. Even though it does treat cancer, it is a nuke. It nukes your body, right? You know, I, I often say to people, like going through very aggressive chemo and coming out and being cancer-free, well, that's great. You know, um, I, I give the analogy that your body is a teeming, teeming jungle, teeming forest. It's full of life, but it's got some, it's got some enemies in there. It's got some crap in there, Right. Now, the oncologists are like the generals, and they say, well, we can't go in with a strike squad to get it because we won't know if we get everybody or not. So we're going to nuke the forest. 
And that's what chemotherapy is. So they nuke the forest. They can look out over this, you know, this barren field now, which is your body, and say, we don't see any enemies. You're good. You're, you've got no enemies. You're cancer-free. You know, go back to life. But there's nothing to go back to, right? You have to now rebuild from there. That's, that's kind of the, one of the, the disconnects when you, when you finish cancer. You know, you're told you're well, but you're not well. You're just cancer-free for now. Right. It's a big distinction had, there, right? Yeah, it is a it is a huge distinction. And that was one I had to learn. And that was one that is still perpetuated today. Right. So um as I said, it it you know, I had a new baby girl. Um my wife and I uh we were we were, well, obviously we were having some it was a difficult time for us. Um I actually went broke going through my cancer treatments because one, I wasn't working. And two, even though we, we live in a, a social medical system, it doesn't cover everything. No, no, it doesn't cover everything. And um, there's too many details in there for me to get into, but so I went broke by the time I finished my cancer treatments. So I had to now figure things out. And um, I, I old fashioned got on the pound, got my resume, pounded the pavement, got some, um, you know, training jobs, different gyms to kind of help me um, make some money and pay my bills. And then over time, um, because I really, I really cared. And what, what, what really helped with coming out of cancer, I really had a good eye for assessing people and seeing something's wrong here. Something's wrong with, you know, you know, if they can't squat, if they can't, if they can't walk properly, then they come in to train, right? Something's going on. And because I was in a recovery sort of rehab mode for myself, that trained eye and uh, distinctions, they went over to, they transferred over to the clients I was working with. So I became one of the top assessors in the industry. And, you know, I, I transferred some of the skills I had from the finance industry, because we have to do a detailed assessment of clients before we can um, you know, provide any kind of investment advice, right? I just transferred that principle right over to my my training and rehab clients. So I became one of the top fitness assessors in the industry. I had a couple of private firms trying to recruit me in, but I wasn't interested in that. I was really interested in just trying to get, trying to develop. And, you know, I say back, and, and we say this a lot, we say, back into who we were but you're not developing back into who you were who you were is somebody who got cancer you don't want to develop back into that person no. right you want to find that new person that new person that has learned from the mistakes learned from the life that they had and has still has the strength to come back and develop a whole new personality and you know it may be similar in many aspects to who you were before but you are a new person you definitely are a new person. You're not the same person. Now, how this helped me with other people, or with other clients, um, and I'll be perfectly honest, initially I wasn't interested in working with cancer patients. Um, I had worked with some of my clients who have got cancer and they died, and every time they died, it hit me like a train wreck. I developed a closeness to these people like they were my own family. And when they passed on or when they didn't do well, um, 
it just was it was too hard on me emotionally and i said i can't i can't do this i'm not working with I'm not working with patients I'm not working with clients anymore with cancer clients anymore you know i'll just stick with my rehab specialization and there's plenty of people for me to help and unfortunately my mother in 2011 got um was diagnosed with breast cancer and she went through a four-year fight where she was going through chemo surgery radiation you know then she'd have a few good months and then she'd be back on a, another treatment cycle and this has continued for four hard years it broke our family apart and um near her end you know actually the it was her end she had she it was the week that she died um my mother was being treated at sunnybrook hospital and i was treated at pmh so i got candidated to sit on the patient family advisory council for sunnybrook's cancer center this was a new um council that they were developing with patient and family members as advisory members to the hospital and for the system. And initially I didn't want to do it. I said, no, I'm not going to do this mom. And my mother made me promise. She said, you have knowledge and experience that people need to know. You need to help people who've been through the crap we have. So they don't have such a, pardon my language, shit experience. And she said this, she literally said this to me on her deathbed, hmm. right? And she, you know, and I, I, took, I, took a, I took an evening to think about it. And um, luckily I, I, I came back and I was able to promise her. I said, yes, mom, I promise. I, I will use what I've learned. You know, it sounds like a stupid superhero story. I will lose, use what I've learned to help others. Um, and... Um, that's what she wanted. She said, you, you know, and, and I've been described as a very strong advocate for patient, patient care. Um, and that was one of the things the hospital used in, in candidating me. I'm a strong advocate for patient care. Basically, I'm not afraid of doctors. So I, I can I can argue with the best of them. I'm, you know, I may not be a doctor, but, you know, I'm a data guy. I'm a science guy. Um, I'm intelligent, I've gone through university. I've, I've been, you know, when I was at McLeod's, I was crunching data all day. So I know how to analyze stuff. Um, that's what helped me be, become one of the best assessors in the industry, in the fitness industry. Um, so yeah, I can, I can argue with the best of them. So my mom, my mom is the real reason. I, I the real reason that I, I do what I do now. I made a promise to her and, and, it was it was really sort of ridiculously incredible and in, in a in a I wanna I wanna say in a good way, but it's also unfortunate because there's so many people out there that need my help. There's so many people out there who going through cancer, you know, and suffer from, you know, they, they, I think they call it long haul symptoms now with post-cancer treatment, right? Yeah. It's not long haul symptoms, there's no symptoms, it's damage. You're suffering from damage and you need to, you know, find your new normal, find your new body, find your new, your new self. Right. And that's not something that's being put out there. That's something people discover through the pain of having gone through cancer. It's, uh, it's pretty wild brother, you know? Um, so Riaz Aziz, superhero, because <laughs> 
you you did this for other people. You did this for your mother. You 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 made a a deathbed. You made a promise to a woman on her deathbed at your mom. I did. And, and, and there's nothing more beautiful than that. And um, you've been able to turn this into something that's giving a lot of hope to people, something that's giving a lot of meaning to the lives of people that are suffering from a debilitating disease, an awful disease. I just say that's fantastic. And let's just shift a, the conversation over to the business end of things, because after all, this is about the thought leader revolution. And it's about how you turn that, that crucible of adversity into a powerful business. And we're grateful to have played a, a small role in helping you do that. Mm -hmm. um, but let's, let's talk about how you did that. I want to unpack the thought leader aspects of this. So you realize you were helping people, but you also realize this has an opportunity to be uh, a part of, of your life's work, of your business. So talk a bit about how you went about with, with our help distinguishing yourself inside that marketplace. Well, um, it was it was actually, you know, I, I had sort of a, an inkling of things before I, I became part of the E-Circle group. Um, but it was really through working with you and Teresa and the group and, and, and the wonderful people that were also there. You know what? I'm, I'm just helping people on a one-on-one on -one -on -one basis, I'm, right? And so I'm severely limited by just time and my own energy and my own, my own commitments how many people I can help. And, you know, you guys helped me realize that I am actually an expert in this area, right? And I need to put, share my, be able to share my expertise with a broader base, right? And whether, whether they get to work with me personally or not isn't the question. It's whether I get to share my expertise and have impact on a larger scale and help more people, right? And even, even if, 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 one thing that I give them, even one bit of information I give them changes their life and impacts it positively. And they, you know, then that's incredible. That, that I would have done my job there. I would have, I would have kept my promise to mom. So, you know, when I, when I started with you, with you guys, I, I had a one-on-one -on -one practice. I still have my one-on-one -on -one practice. However, the how it evolved the thought leadership evolved is that i never thought of my knowledge as um intellectual property right i never thought of it as property because i would freely share it all the time right and i still do however by putting down your intellectual property that that is your expertise right and getting that out getting that out of my head and onto paper onto the computer onto uh, content right and having it flow freely to people and have it generate discussion and generate ideas and generate, generate, simply just generate better, better impact on people, right? That is how, that is what I'm doing now. So I'm working with, um, I still work with people one-on-one. -on -one, um, and you know what, that, that is because I, I, yeah, I know it's going to sound corny, but I do love people. I love working with people. 
right? When I when I get to do something with them and I get to significantly impact their life in a positive way, a lot of my clients have said, you've changed my life. You you saved my life. I used to say the doctor saved my life. And I tell them, I didn't save the path. You're the one who actually had to walk down the path. Pretty amazing stuff. Um, you know, I see you in your rehab practice, and you do love people. It's you, you feel the love when you're uh, when I'm when I'm with you. I feel the love. You know, I feel Thanks, that I'm taken care of, and it lets me relax because you know I, I live a pretty go 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 lifestyle, as yes, you know. You <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, when I come and see you, is one of the few times that I get to relax, and that release of tension allows my body to you know get back to the new normal as you put it yeah it allows me emotionally and as well as physically to feel good to to feel like i'm in a healthful state that's a beautiful thing that you do for people but i want to get back to the business conversation a bit Mm -hmm. so you were an expert and remember in thought leadership we say an expert is someone who knows something but a thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something right and experts are are a dime a dozen but thought leaders are rare and valuable right so we want we wanted you to be the thought leader to be seen as that dude in your space and so one is you you started to position your knowledge and your expertise in helping people recover from cancer a cancer recovery was not really uh, a thing. It was, mm-hmm. as you said, you'd go, you'd go, you get treatment, and okay, you're cancer free. Bye. <laughs> right? Like that's right. that's basically what it is. Bye. <laughs> uh, and that's not that's not helping a lot of people. Like, yeah, it's great to be cancer free, but how do I live a normal life? So your positioning of yourself as someone as who was a uh, a coach, uh, uh, a visionary, someone who'd been there and done that and would help someone who was going through um, the post-cancer-free stage and turning it into a meaningful recovery. So that was step one. You positioned yourself really brilliantly well. The positioning kind of matrix that that we use to help people get positioned, you, you took mm-hmm. that on, boom, this is, I'm a cancer recovery coach. Everybody can wrap their head around what that means. Cancer recovery, and coaching. Oh, you help people recover from cancer. Got it instantly. Boom. That positioning aspect was done. Then secondly, you had a very powerful message for people. Your message was, look, if you've gone through cancer and they say you're cancer free and now you're wondering now what, how do I live? Cause I don't feel this is living right now. I got something for you. Very powerful message, right? People listen to that message and they go, Oh wow. Yeah. I want that. I need that. Not only I want that, I need that. I must have that. That's a message that's gold. So your positioning was great, but your messaging, right? Your messaging was spot on and it hit people where they lived and it hit them in a way that made them feel like they had to have what you had to offer, which is a fantastic thing inside thought leadership to create. And then, you know, finally, you you had that powerful interpersonal interaction with the individuals that you spoke to and you were able with that powerful interpersonal interaction get them to trust you because people may understand the positioning people may love the message but if they don't believe that you're you're someone who really has their best interest at heart that's right if i'm take for real, action, that's right? right yeah 
they're not going to take action. So you're able to help them feel like you have their best interest at heart. And then finally, you're also able to help them understand that they need to take action now, not someday, not whenever things somehow magically restore themselves, which won't happen, but right which won't now, happen. that's right, which won't happen. And to me, that's the brilliance of your thought leadership, right? You positioned it, you had a great message, you had a powerful way of relating to the person that you're talking to at an interpersonal level. So they understood that they needed to take action. They trusted you. So the sales aspect of that all got done. So, and you obviously had a, a, a market of people that are recovering from cancer that are cancer free, but need to really recover because they're not recovering from cancer. They're just cancer free. And I actually think we as just, just to give this to you right now, you need to put that more succinctly and bluntly inside of your messaging, the distinction between cancer free and recover. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like that's gotta be, you say, are you cancer free or have you recovered from cancer and you're living a life? You could be cancer free and bedridden. You could be cancer free and not able to enjoy time with your family. Like I'd be hitting that five, six, seven, eight times. And then this is what recovery looks like. And then you show the, 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 uh, the picture of recovery and you, you, you paint it for them. And I got to tell you, I think that's powerful. That's thought leadership. Anyways, that's I what a, I wanted to unpack with you. Thank you. And you know what? I'm, I'm always appreciative of how you're able to, uh, Give me your perspective on this, Nikki, and I, I, I really, uh, I really do take it to heart. And um, I've learned a lot and, and grown my business and personally and, and professionally from you too. So thank you, thank you for my that. I do, you. I do want to share with you that I do have my current program is called Road to Survivorship, and it is cancer recovery. But what I really teach people through there is how to live without the fear of cancer coming back. Right, because the way our system works. You still go back for treat for uh, checkups with your oncologist every six months, three months, once a year, depending on depending on the severity of when you recover, right? And it keeps you. I found over the years. So I'm a survivor. A survivor just means that you've lived and not had a cancer recurrence for ten years. So you're for your, you're statistically. Um, they call you a survivor because the cancer isn't going to come back. If it hasn't come back in 10 years, it's not coming back, right? Um, statistically. So what I, what I say to people on my program about Road to Survivorship is what I've learned over the last multiple years working with people and, and now sitting on the hospital council, right? It's just our system. Our system kind of keeps you in this state of fear, right? Um, you know, currently, uh, you know, I, I, not to digress too much, but I feel like it's doing that right now with our current situation with COVID, keeps you in a system of fear. So with cancer, you recover from cancer, but you have to come back every six months, every three months. And what they're looking for is cancer. They're not checking out the rest of your health. They're not seeing if you, they're not talking about if you develop diabetes or other comorbidities or, or, or hormone problems or anything else as a result of your experience with cancer and cancer treatment, they're just looking for cancer. And, yeah. and, and, and the, the method and the, and the message is that, oh, well, you know what? It could come back anytime, so we gotta keep checking you, right? And that's not true. That's not, that it's, not it's just not true, right? It may be true for a small percentage, right? 
However, what you decide to do once you finish cancer treatment will play a massive role in whether your cancer comes back or not. So now I teach people, in addition to just cancer recovery, how to live without the fear of your cancer coming back. Right? And I call that, I call that program that I have Road to Survivorship. Because the skills, the habits, the person you become on your way to that 10-year mark is a different person. Yeah. Right? Being a survivor is is very different than being somebody who just got over cancer. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. And um I think what you said earlier, which is you don't want to go back to anything because no. that person was the person that got cancer. That's you right. You want to build a better, newer, more improved version of yourself. I just love that. I think that's so powerful. It's a metaphor for how to live life. It's a metaphor for how to create business. So if you, you said you went bankrupt in this process, which I didn't realize you had, man. I mean, that's 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 rough. I wish I knew that at the time yeah. because I would have done more to, to be of service to you in that respect. But the um, the truth of the matter is you don't want to go back to the person that not in your case, because I mean, you had cancer, but nobody wants to go back to the person that led them into bankruptcy. You want to be right. a newer, improved, more powerful version of yourself that the bankruptcy is never an, op- an option anymore. Cancer is never an option anymore. Health and vitality and power and grace and living a beautiful life with the people that you love with, with vibrancy. That's the option. That's it. That's the beauty of what Riaz Aziz offers inside of um, the work that you do, which I think is brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you, man. Yeah, you're welcome. So Riaz, there's people that are listening to this that probably have cancer. You know, I mean, that's the the facts. That's the truth of what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And there's people that are listening to this who probably have loved ones who have cancer. Um, What's your message to them? Well, in today's world, um, whether you're in a crisis or not, we got a lot of information being thrown at us, right? And there isn't, I I find it it happened with my family. It happened with, it didn't happen with me just, but it it happens with almost everybody I've ever worked with, right? Um, I I have a module in my program called Changing Reactions to Response, right? And it really is about making decisions, for yourself. So I always say to all my clients and people I work with and family, anybody, right? When you're making decisions about things, make it based on information and not on emotion, specifically not on fear, right? Um, because fear is a reaction, right? And you want to be, you want to respond. You don't want to react. You understand you will have the reaction, but don't make your decision based on the reaction. You know, they're called first responders. They're not called first reactors. <laughs> right? I like it. I like so you want to you wanna respond. So just think about transforming your reaction to response to make important decisions about your life and your treatment. Um, two, everything in life. Actually, I had, had a client that I saw on the weekend, which you know. And we had a very detailed conversation about risk-benefit ratio. Um, everything in life. I was an analyst when I was at Scotia, right? And I'm still an analyst. Um, everything in life is risk-benefit. 
right? Um, if you fail to do that risk benefit analysis, you generally get the riskier side of whatever that is, right? So in, in a context that he and I were speaking of, you know, trains every day, he does this, he does CrossFit, he runs, he's about, so I said, okay, what do you want? What is it you want out of this? Well, I want to lose some weight and be in shape. Okay. Are you, so what's, you know, some of these activities that you're doing, extremely high risk, what's the benefit to that? Right. And, you know, it comes across that, oh, well, the benefit is my ego. Okay. So risk benefit, is that worth it? Is that risk that you're taking worth the benefit that you're getting? And, you know, I, I make a lot of my decisions like that. Um, it, it's, you know, for instance, you know, I have a lot, I'm a, I'm a big, strong, fit guy. You know this, yep. right? People always say to me, hey, let's do Tough Mudders. Hey, let's do Strongman competitions. You know, I have clients and friends. Hey, let's do this. I'm like, no. You know what I train for now? Well, I, I have two beautiful daughters. And one day, one of them is going to bring home a douchebag. It ju it's just the way it is, right? Douchebag are attracted to beautiful women and when she brings home that douchebag this is what i train for now when she introduces me and i shake his hand he's gonna know from that handshake that he does anything sideways i can rip that arm off and put it up where the sun don't shine he's gonna know from that handshake that's what i train for i don't want to have to say anything i don't want to do anything i'm going to shake his hand and look him in the eye, and he's going to know. That's what I train for. Everything else. I don't, I don't train for marathons. I don't train to run a Tough Mudder. I'm not training to do a max lift. I don't do any of those things. That's what I'm training. I'm training to be the best dad I can for my daughters. That's right? Good. Everything good. else, too risky, not doing it. Right? That's my, that's my, one of my purposes in life, right? Training for that purpose. So risk benefit, so risk benefit ratio is, is what you're doing really going to help what you want as your goal, right? Get rid of it. If it doesn't, if the risk is too high, don't do it. Like don't do it. Doesn't make, doesn't make sense, right? We're not kids anymore. We've been on the planet for at least five decades, right? We gotta, we gotta think like adults. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of truth to what you're saying. I, I like it. I like it. Right. Um, and the last, the last one I would say to um, to everybody, not just people with cancer, but everybody. There's something called regulation units. In psychology, it's called self-regulation units, units or SRUs. So this is a concept about your ability to make decisions for yourself. Now. It was a concept until I learned uh, uh, neurological rehab in 2016, where I learned that you actually have packets of energy. You actually have packets of energy that your brain uses to make decisions. And it's finite. You can use them up, right? This is why a lot of people have the whole, you know, four o'clock, what am I doing for dinner? And they can't make a decision. If you, if you have a, uh, uh, you know, a taxing job or profession and you're making a lot of decisions during the day, you've actually used up your ability to make good decisions, right? And some of us instinctively know this, so we plan ahead, right? But it's a real thing. So 
recognize when you have the best time and ability to make important decisions. For me, it's first thing in the morning. It's right now, right? My uh, my regulation is, I, and I do this with my kids too, right? When they, when they they can't finish their homework after nine o'clock, I'm like, guys, you're out of regulation units. Just pack it up and go to bed, right? Works. It works. It's true. It's also true, right? If you if you allow something to to stress you out first thing in the morning, your negative emotion, stress, anger, fear. These things burn through our regulation units really, really quickly. Your, your intense emotion felt negative, even actually, even positively. Right? You've, heard, you've heard some wise man say, don't make any major decisions when you're happy. Don't make it when you're happy. Don't make it when you're scared. Don't make it when you're angry. Why? You're burning through regulation units. You're not, you know, emotion does that. Right? Calm state of mind. Going back to my first principle, don't react, respond. Right. I ask every guest to give us their three expert action steps. And you're the first guest to give us the three expert action steps before I asked you to give them. So that's just pretty amazing. <laughs> We've done, God, 350 plus episodes. So it's, it's pretty wild pretty wild that you were pre-scient enough to pick up on exactly what we were looking for. So yes, if someone is interested in mm-hmm. finding out about the rehab work you do, the cancer recovery work you do, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you and uh, undertake some of your wonderful services and programs? The best, the best way for them to get in touch with me is through email right now. So it's my business, Reaction, R-I-A-X-I-O-N at rogers.com. Um, send me an email. I will I will respond. I will be in touch with you. If you need my help, just reach out. So, listener, Riaz Aziz is the real deal. I go see him uh, for the rehab work that he does because I, I work out and um, – I got to be honest, my ego is probably a little bigger than it should be when it comes to exercise. (laughs) So it's one of the reasons I go see this man. And I feel incredible after each and every session that we have together. So I can just say with um, a lot of confidence that I highly recommend you go visit him in person. If you live in his city in Toronto, like I do, go visit him. It's well worth your time. Thank you. and, And I strongly recommend that. So that's number one. Number two is, if you have cancer, if someone you love has cancer, he's giving you his, his email address. Man, send him an email. Have a conversation with him. Let's really make sure that you understand the difference between being cancer-free and recovering from cancer and living a beautiful life where cancer is off the table as an option forever. And living an incredible, wonderful life is on the table as an option. So make sure that you take advantage of access to Riaz. I I can't stress enough. Not every guest gives you that option. He has, and it's just a testament to, you know, what a big cuddly teddy bear he is. He loves people. (laughs) Thank you, man. So, so, so there's that. Um, And here's one more thing I just want to say to you, Riaz. I'm, I'm excited to be seeing you as a patient. I'm excited to have been introducing you to people. 
I'm also super excited that you're rejoining the fold in the community of eCircle because I believe more people need Riaz, more people need what you have to offer. So I think this is uh, at a level of uh, altruism. We're doing a good service for the world. I think it's going to be good for your business. You're going to grow your business. And I just think that the community is going to love you and you're going to love the community. So welcome back, brother. Nate, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, to, to be sure. And listen, just, 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 just so the people can um, get a sense of, you know, your experience of eCircle, could, could you just answer two quick questions for me sure. for the people before you went out? So number one is if someone's listening to this and they're like, freedom minded and looking to to take their business to the next level and they're considering coming to one of our immersions or other workshops and events like would you encourage them to do it and if so why i would encourage them to do it um because if you're freedom minded and you're a strong independent person and you are looking to take your business to the next level come and put yourself in a room with one some people who can help you do it and two, um, I think, and I think I said this actually at my first immersion with you guys, right? Because I was, um, skeptical wasn't the word. It was, I was interviewing, put it that way, right? Come and interview, right? You'll get what you need out of it, right? I did it and I, I definitely got what I needed out of it. And I'm pretty sure that you will it may not be what you're expecting, but you definitely will get what you need out of it. So come and show up if you can. Beautiful, beautiful. And the second question I want to ask you is around like kind of return on investment, because at the end of the day, people care about that, right? They don't want to just spend money. Uh -huh. They want to get a return on their money. So would you say for you, the return on your investment in eCircle was, was, was worth it? Did you get the return you were looking for? And for someone listening to this, Wondering, will I get a return on my investment? What would your what would your answer to them be? Well, return on investment from a from a money. I, I'll be honest with you, Nikki. From a money perspective, I'm not sure, but I definitely got a return on my investment from a people perspective because when I started working with you guys, I was helping people one at a time. Now I have a greater impact, and I have a greater reach, and I've worked with a ton more people. Right. And anybody who's an intelligent business owner knows that the greater your impact, the greater your revenue. Well, there you go. There you go. So I would say this, though. I mean, just in fairness to you, I know the the financial you made your money back, but it wasn't huge immediately. But the fact that you were able to reach more people over time, I'd say that that's made you more money over time. And that's a yes, good thing. Definitely. Definitely. Right. And it's not just the first year return on investment. It's a it's a continuous return on investment that matters to people. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, folks, Riaz, listen, it, it's, it's been awesome having you here. And thank you. Um, I, I really am, I'm excited about our renewed association. I got to just tell you, it's been it's been terrific. And I'm really glad that Teresa made it happen. Just leave it to the women to make it happen. Eh? <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> that sort of thing. She kept saying, you got to go see Riaz. He thinks like us. You got to go see him. Come on. Come on. He's a good man. You're, 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 you're tight. And he, he, he's, he's looking for new clients too. So I said, all right, fine. Let's go do it. So God bless her for saying that. <laughs> um, 
No, it's it's really great. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's incredible guest, the one and only Riaz Aziz, uh, go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. Check out the show notes or wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's Google Play, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Stitcher. Go there. You can look at the show notes there. We'll have Riaz's email address there for you. And we'll make sure that it's prominently displayed so you can get in touch with him. I highly recommend that you do call him. I mean, email him, not call him. And you do get in touch with him. If you're in Toronto, go see him. If you're not in Toronto uh, and you've got cancer or you have a family member or someone else you love that has cancer, make sure that you take advantage of this. Like this is an insanely great opportunity. And it's not every day that someone can give you hope and belief and a way forward to win at the game of recovering from something like cancer. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.